My name is Rufilo Sekhoi, and you're listening to The Breakthrough Sessions, a podcast for students created by a student. Because when you're in a bind, who better to assist than someone who's walked in your shoes? I am a movement, and I invite you. Whether you feel lost, broken, or pretty cool, all are invited, but there's a lot to do. So grab a drink and settle in. Let me help you find your breakthrough. Health is a state of complete harmony of the body, mind and spirit. When one is free from physical disabilities and mental distractions, the gates of the soul open. Quote by BKS Iyengar. Welcome to this episode, everybody. I'm so delighted that you could dedicate time out of your day towards listening to this episode in pursuit towards finding your breakthrough. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Miss Reabetsuesi Letisha, where we discuss various health struggles that could impact the progression of your studies. Ria goes into detail about her struggles with mental and physical health, but how that motivated her to keep going despite the odds. So just a little bit about Ria. Ria was born and bred in Soweto, Protea Klen. She's currently studying her third year in BCom Financial Sciences, and she's an aspiring internal auditor. She's an introvert slash extrovert, and she's a dedicated and loyal individual. She believes in academic excellence and she has a zest for people. She's currently a member of the Golden Key Honor Society, a common purpose alumnus and Boardwalk 30% Club South African networking recipient. She's affiliated with Leader X, JSE SheInvest, STARS Mentorship, the South African Institute of Tax Professional, where she's a student member, a W Suite mentee, and currently, she's a member of the Class Representative Council for the Internal Audit Department. She has a passion for career and personal development, improving the livelihood for young women. She's involved in and loves to deal with education and mentorship. Some of her ethos include being a hard worker, collaboration, and making a difference in someone else's life. Her mantra is, own your narrative, because I am and I matter. We had such an enlightening conversation where Ria shared so many insights about how her health has impacted her life, but how she didn't let that stop her um, to just overcome them and do the best that she can to fulfill her dreams, regardless of how long it takes. That being said, I hope you guys thoroughly enjoy this episode and you learn a lot from it and it helps you to stay the course. Without further ado, here is our conversation. Hi Ria, how are you doing? Hello, Fifi. How are you? I'm good, thanks, doll. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I'm doing well. That's good, girl. So just for our listeners out there, would you mind sharing just a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you grew up, your passions, hobbies, what you're studying, etc.? Okay. Uh, I'm Maria Bezui, which means given. Um, I'm born and bred in Protea Glen, but I initially grew up in Pimville. So those are the joys of coexisting. You know how you are. Uh, I'm very, I'm a resilient young woman. I'm very dedicated. I love working with people. People are at the center of most of the things that I do. I am a fan for Christ and I'm very much family oriented. 
that as well. I love my fam. <laughs> so the thing that I do for fun is um, shopping, reading, watching TV, just hanging, chill, hanging out, chilled vibes, you know. Um, as well, my friends like to say that I love the finer things in life and I've, <laughs> I've got expensive taste. How, I don't even know, but yeah, it's, that's just how they describe me as well. Um, I've got passion for career development and personal development, improving the girls' livelihood, so young girls uh, and women, education, navigating around mental health, and basically just making a difference in someone's life. Um, as well, I'm currently doing my third year in BCom Financial Sciences, mm-hmm. um, and I'm an aspiring internal auditor with the CIA certification. Nice. That's great. One thing that I picked up from that part is you said that you love shopping. I was like, yes, girl, get your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, girl. All right. So just um, give us a little bit of a short summary of your varsity experience um, when you started studying, what you're studying, your different transfers, because I know that you mentioned that you did transfer. And how far you are today? Um, Okay, so basically, I'm going to make a a disclaimer at the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, is that most of my areas coexist within one another, and they are very integrated, hence the transition as well, into the different um, degrees. Like I saying, um, right now, I'm currently doing my third year in financial sciences, Mm -hmm. and I'm an aspiring internal auditor, and, and my journey started in 2014. That's when I got into first year and I was excited. Mm -hmm. And initially when I got got into first year, I was doing financial sciences. And, you know, during that time when you're in first year, university, and now you're starting to explore different degrees and you're getting to see what you enjoy and what you love. Mm -hmm. Um, You're starting to align your future. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So basically I told myself during that year, I'm like, okay, it looks like I want to do the CA street. It looks like I'll be the chartered accountant, I'll DCA. I applied for that and yeah, I wrote uh, a transitioning test, obviously, and I got admitted to do um, first year in accounting science. Mm. So that meant that in 2015, I was to do my first year in accounting science, accounting sciences. So I transferred into accounting sciences and yeah, that transitioning journey was something else because, <laughs> yeah, you know, the CA stream, very high paced, very focused, very, you know, you know what it requires from us. I, I'm sure you know the journey and how it goes yes. and how, how just can be. you need to keep pushing, you need to, to just keep going, you know? Yeah. And in that transition as well, um, there were a lot of demands from me you know and previously I've always had um health issues you know always been faced with health problems and given those health problems they kind of how can I put it they kind of made me look at my journey Mm. and in transferring it was it was quite a challenge it it was quite a challenge when I was in the CA stream and having to adjust and having to, you know, in the CA stream as well, we also had that thing of you needed to do well. You needed to constantly perform, you know, 
and yeah. you needed to constantly be on your toes and constantly be okay if i can put it that way yeah so it demanded a lot from me you know it demanded a lot from me as um reality and i i kind of enjoyed it i i kind of enjoyed it at the beginning and i was like okay what a challenge but going into my transition as well my transition was highly affected um by my health so yo posed with health issues it was it was it was a journey and a half hey mm-hmm. and in my transition in that you know like i said beginning i started with financial sciences excited went into ca but in my journey in the ca stream and the health issues like juggling both health and school it was very much of a challenge and personally i'm a type of person who communicates so um i i you know i create consultations with my lecturers and tell them where i'm at and tell them where in my journey i am what are the things that i'm struggling with so communication has always been a big thing for me you know in my transition journey hence also um transferring to ca stream it was a communication thing as well i went out um to faculty and i asked okay this is the career that i want to do how do you guys help me and they proposed a few of the things that I could transition into or I could transfer into. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing in my transition was communication. But hence um when I was in the CA stream and I was faced with these health issues I couldn't cope. Mm. Coping was a, yo it was it was a problem. It was it was it was a challenge for me and that kind of slowed me back and it kind of helped me back so again being the big communicator that i am that i am and having the support from my family um i actually took a step forward and i contacted the head of department and i was like okay i am in this journey i am faced with health issues um i've got my academics and it looks like my academics um are being held back because of the health issues that i'm faced with what do i do Mm-hmm. and she was like to me you know that's where i found her even the people um who have authority they are people as well you know yeah. so in yeah. my transition as well i approached um the head of department at the time and i told her my journey i told her my story and she was like to me you know riabetswe looking at you and looking at your journey it is very important to be able to look at your health because the you you your academics won't exist when you are not there mm. you know what i mean mm. so she was like okay i know you're excited about going into the ca stream but it is really a demanding career and given the challenges that you have as you are doing i think you should reconsider and realign your strategy towards your career yeah. um how about you transition back to financial sciences and see where that takes you mm-hmm. and see um if and there is a possibility if at the end of your degree you're done with your financial sciences and you still feel that hey ria you can, you you still want to do the ca thing you continue with it there's a bridging course which you can take um after your financial sciences degree to go back to your ca stream and continue with your big dream mm-hmm. and i was like hey but that's not a bad idea 
Yeah. How about um, let me let me just do that. Obviously, I needed to consult. My mom was there. Actually, funny enough, mm-hmm. my mom, my biggest support structure, she was there with me. Ah, that lady worked with me through my journey, and oh. I'm so grateful for support for the support yeah. that she has given me. Mm-hmm. And I think my transitioning journey has been communication. It has been the support structure that I've had as well, and in in knowing that you know sometimes things do change and sometimes you need to realign and reset your career strategy. I think that was the biggest thing with me when I was doing, um, when I needed to transition into the, into financial sciences, back into financial sciences again. And here I am looking at the silver lining Mm -hmm. while I was doing financial sciences. I found that, Hey, there's this new career that's out there that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And it was internal audit. That's where I found my love for internal audit. And I'm like, hey, girl, you're going to be an internal auditor. Mm-hmm. And it's in line with what you previously had in terms of your career strategy and your career planning going forward. So in this career, it looks like you're going to thrive. And it looks like it's part of who you are and the career and the ethos that you have as an individual. So I think that's the silver lining in terms of my transition to financial sciences. That's so incredible, Rhea. And like even towards the ending when you were talking about um, how you found your silver lining in, in, in internal auditing, it almost is in line with what happened with me as well because in second year, I knew, second year while I was still in accounting sciences, I knew that I had like a strong passion for auditing um, over and above the other modules and it wasn't until I transferred to financial sciences where I was like but man there's something about this auditing module and you can do it yes. even as an internal auditor and as an external external auditor where I was like you know what this feels like something that I could pursue long term so I do agree with you that it was just one of the silver linings that for me occurred after I transferred to financial sciences where I was like but you could really build a career from this and like you said it seems like you can actually like thrive in something like this so it's beautiful beautiful thing mm. for that career yeah. additionally to that right in terms of mm. transitioning or changing degrees or transferring yeah. what is the big thing about your career is that you must have a career strategy yes definitely and just work around that and the important thing is to get to where you want to get to in terms of your career or getting to where you want to get to in terms of just building that career that is ideal for you so wherever you are whatever degree you're studying just be passionate about it and just pay it forward and keep going Mm, very well said Okay, so Ria, um, you were speaking a lot about your health issues and how that impacted your academics. Are you comfortable with sharing a little bit about your health story, your health journey, um, if it's something yeah. that you lived with growing up your whole life, uh, how that affected you? And obviously, you shared that it didn't stop you from going back to school. So how, how did juggling health and academics impact your life? Okay, so um, basically, with the health um, challenges that I've always had with medical um, issues that I've always had. Um, it started round about when I was 11. I remember grade five mm-hmm. and it started with basic things such as headaches. So I would get these excruciating headaches, you know, when you, you still a preteen going into your teenagehood, you're just like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I kept on having these constant headaches that I didn't even know what to do. And I remember they would call in my, my parents, they would call in 
uh, my mom because my mom is a single mom and she was a single mom at that um, at that point in her life. And, you know, it was so difficult. I remember they used to call her in, Rebids is sick, Rebids has a problem and she'd come get me from school. And it was just navigating around that. So it started as, as something small, right? right. Um, so it's just this constant headache that I would have. And going into finishing my primary school, I was kind of, okay, I'm, 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 I had headache problems and I would just drink up something, go to the doctor and it was just basically that. Mm. And then I started high school. Yeah. In high school, the first two years, um, they, they, they went, they, they went okay. And I wasn't presented with such excruciating challenges at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. And it started when I was in grade 10 the real medical issues started Mm. when I was in grade 10. Mm. And that is after I lost my grandparents Mm. and, you know, it was, it was new. It was, it was a challenge. I had these people who were my support structure. They're not there, you know, Mm. and that's where the mental health issues um, played at most. And that's where in of my mental health there was a shift you know mm-hmm. um because you know we've got different mental health disorders we've got your anxieties we've mm-hmm. got your depression um we've got your schizophrenia we've got your bipolar, bipolar. disorder mm. so, yes so that's where i think that was the first glimpse of my um health issues so at that point they were surrounded around um mental health um challenges at that point right. and they somehow um in terms of my health because in terms of one's health it's very complex and at that point I would see um the psychotherapy team you know from your psychiatrists to your psychologists mm-hmm. at that point and as through that journey um in high school what we found out was that my my the situation that I was facing was rather complex because we took an angle of dealing with it in terms of uh, mental health, like in the mental health uh, framework. Since mm-hmm. I had lost somebody, it was a grief thing. Mm-hmm. Then it perpetuated, and we actually realized that no, um, it was a neurological um disorder, a neurological challenge, mm-hmm. and. Uh, with the neurological disorder, what we found out was that now it was medical. So I was posed with medical and mental health problems, which means that they both were comorbid, meaning they coexist with each other. Mm-hmm. So at that time, um, it was discovered it was um, it was a neurological um, disorder. And at that point, when looking at the neurological disorder, they coexisted with each other. So whenever I would have a challenge, this neurological illness would come into play, it meant that my mental health was affected. So it became a vicious cycle. Mm. So whenever I would have the attack, that meant that um, I would have the anxiety, then the depression would come back, you know? Mm. So it became a a vicious cycle for the longest time, you know? Mm. And then I moved into, and then I got into varsity, obviously. I I did my first year and I was still presented with the same problem so basically what what centered 
around some of the medical issues that I was having was neurological issues and medical issues as well. So at some point in my journey, because like I said, um, I had, when I was transitioning my degree, I had found that I had a lot of medical issues, you know, that I was faced with. And when I went, when I was in first year, it wasn't as hectic because I could rise up and just continue with my, with what I was doing, continue with my, with my goals for the year, continue with my career strategy, as I had said. So first year was okay. And then I transitioned to accounting sciences. During that degree, I found that half year through the year, that's when I got those neurological issues came back again. They visited me at that point again. And I was so sick, Fifi. I remember I was so sick, you know, to this to the point whereby you're like, okay, when I wake up in the morning, what am I doing? So much uncertainty that was surrounding my life, I remember. And with these medical issues, I remember I went, that was 2015 when I transitioned and I was doing accounting sciences. Mm -hmm. And I remember they kept on perpetuating, they kept on being worse and worse, presented with the stress of the degree as well. Yeah. And then 20, for two years, I remember, for two years, it happened that I I, I couldn't continue with my academics because of the medical issues. It was... Yeah, it was it was a challenging and a trying time for me. And I think I found that in the journey, I grew as well. Um, I grew individually. And being the optimist that I am, I always kept at looking at my bigger picture. Yeah. I'm like, you know what, God, yes, I'm presented with these challenges. Yes, I'm presented with these medical problems. Please help me. Please help me have a breakthrough. Please help me to walk through this journey and not give up. You know. Yeah. And I remember, um, it yo, it took a lot. It actually took a lot to be where I am today. And I think with the help of my support structure at home, my support structure was impeccable, guys. Like <laughs> it was, it was the one. You yeah. know. And I think as well, drawing strength, even attending psychotherapy. So I didn't shy away from uh, having to, 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 to have help from somebody, from a professional. So I took that at heart and I was like, okay, how do I make this work for me? And because at the end of the day, it's about me thriving and moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as well, in my varsity structures as well, I used my varsity structures. I used um, our, some of the departments that the university has to offer. Mm. So that's when I discovered, remember with the neurological disorder, it's a disability. So it does affect your livelihood and how you function as well. Mm-hmm. So that's when, that's when I got to actually interact with different stakeholders in different areas within the varsity. And I found out about the disability unit. And then I found out about um, student support. Mm-hmm. Then I found out, you know, I, I, I kind of used all the different um, structures that are in place to help somebody move forward. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I just con- continually, continually engaged. I, I continually engaged and I think as well, if you do use your academic structures to thrive, um, it does help you get somewhere as well. I think while you were speaking, I was just, um, I picked up a lot of consistency in what you were saying. 
you knew that you were going through x y and z and you consistently communicated that which i think helps a lot because especially if you're in varsity and you're going through a struggle it helps yeah. you have people on your side to be like no but it's not something that happened to her overnight she has been going through x y and z and she's been communicating and she's been transparent about it so that just helps to almost um reinforce mm-hmm. your story um and you never know when you're going to need that support in in varsity so it, it really helped in your way to be able to just communicate it and make sure that the different um and relevant stakeholders were aware of what you were going through so yeah and i yeah. i really i want to commend you for the consistency that you put in even during your dark days even when you were struggling for those two years and all the different times when you physically weren't able to be in school you still kept consistently informing the necessary people to let them know what was going on and that's something that a lot of people aren't able to do because when you're going through something maybe a mental health issue it's very difficult for you to speak out and say i'm struggling and knowing that you were going through those issues that you're going through and you still had the strength to to voice to, those concerns is incredible you know yeah yeah it's very it's very it's very difficult as well Definitely. because as as young people we, we 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 shy away we want to we want to in our journeys we just want to be in ourselves whenever we yeah. we're going through difficult times we we don't want to let others know we don't want to put ourselves in a compromising situation if i can say so yeah. but that doesn't compromise you because at the end of the day we all have different journeys and it's about taking that step forward you know what i mean for your life and yes it wasn't the, the easiest of things yes. it's it's still not easy because mm. you are ex- you 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 actually living with this thing and you know it is a challenge that sometimes holds you back but i think like i say i'm very resilient so it's about bouncing back as well bouncing back and just making those incremental changes in your life one day at a time and taking it one day at a time and it required me to learn a lot about myself so you must have a relationship with yourself you must have a relationship with um you must have spiritual support so whatever what that may look like for you you need to lean on that you need to mm-hmm. lean to your spiritual connection you need to use your support structures your mechanisms that you have in place if your support structure is a bit weak let's say in terms of family you look to your friends mm-hmm. people who want to be part of your journey because and and it's okay it's it's okay that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing that i got throughout this whole journey and in the journey that I'm still walking in my life. Mm. It's a, it's a constant struggle and you learn to improve upon that. Like you said you take it one day at a time. That's literally all you can mm. do. Mm. Yeah. So you were speaking a lot about the support that you had from your family and your friends and um how has your family or friendship dynamics evolved over your varsity career? um family family dynamics i think that's that's a touchy subject for most of us yeah yeah because we are presented with complexities especially as um black people african people um and the composition of our families as well it also plays a huge role as to where we are at in terms of our well-being in terms of what we want for ourselves so that also plays a huge role i remember my family dynamics they they very complex if i may mm-hmm. say so but i think the big thing with family then going back to me it's communicating 
trying to understand where the others are coming from although it's difficult you it is difficult <laughs> yes it's oh it's it's very difficult i must say because we're not all in the same situations you know what i mean so it's about just trying to communicate get where the next person is at get where they are in their lives and just try and put yourself in the other person's shoes as well and in in interacting with your family like i said it's very complex because it's an emotional thing you are very attached to them sometimes you don't want to hurt them sometimes you guys say hurtful things to each other there's guilt there's so many complexities mm. surrounding families but i think the huge thing in terms of family and friendships is forgiveness mm. so yeah we 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 need to forgive one another it's it's difficult yo it's yeah it's a challenge um the element of forgiveness and moving on i think we need to forgive each other for the wrongs that we have done and in terms of forgiveness you need to be able to take the position where you like okay i was wrong it's important yeah. to say okay i was wrong and to acknowledge the position you played in that relationship mm-hmm. to contribute to whatever has transpired you know it's about taking responsibility as well of the role you played and it's something that i i got to explore as i grow as the years go by you know um and then another thing in terms of forgiveness what i realized when i was communicating to a lot of people or who were actually talking about it you know and having chats was that forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciliation yes. it just means that you accept it and you say okay i played my i played this position in breaking down the relationship or i played this position in terms of growing this relationship and being able to say okay with the position that i have played or with the role that i have played what can i do to make it better mm-hmm. and if you are willing to make it better as well and is the next person willing to make it better as well and i think with family and friendships it's about communication from both sides it's about how comfortable people are from both sides as well it it's a willingness type of thing it's a trade off between two people mm-hmm. so it's a thing of both parties must be able to come together and say hey we have messed up hey this is what this is what we want for the future and if that doesn't happen so be it you know what i mean so yeah if i can add on to that last part that you were talking about forgiveness so i'm currently reading this book called um the gift of forgiveness by katherine shorts and mega pratt and um she said some really relatable things that you also pointed out the first being that um you have to meet someone where they're at and when you meet someone yes. where they're at then you're able to also see things from your own perspective and from their perspective it's important to have that shared empathy for each other and what led to things becoming what they became when you're forgiving one another you're not only forgiving for them and for their sake you're forgiving yes. for yourself to forgive and let go to free not only them of the burden that they've caused in your life but to free yourself of the burden that they've held in your in your life as well and then just mm-hmm. something um when you do forgive someone it's it's great to forgive someone and then also get like a changed behavior in the end because yes, it doesn't help yes. to forgive someone and then they just go and repeat their transgressions again exactly so if you can exactly. forgive somebody with both of you guys having that intention of learning from each other and getting that changed behavior it makes it all the worthwhile i mean you forgive yeah. but you don't forget you know 
it's important that both of you realize that and you do better for it. I like the different areas in which it touches because as well, forgiveness to see that somebody has forgiven you or to back up forgiveness, there must be action. Definitely. There must be action, actions that show that, okay, I can forgive them. So like your actions need to show, they need to be able to say, okay, but this person is trying, you know? Mm. So I think it's a reciprocity kind of thing. Mm. And yeah, like as well in terms of um, relationship and family dynamics, right? Mm. But big on friendship dynamics, I have discovered that you need to understand the different seasons that your relationships are in or the different seasons in which your friendships are in. Mm -hmm. And in those seasons, sometimes it's hard to accept that, okay, that person is going through a difficult time or they're in a particular season in their life and you can't be part of that season. It's okay to accept. Sometimes I've realized that there are certain friends that are there for a season Mm -hmm. and a reason in that particular time in your life and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be there forever if I can say that that's setting unrealistic expectations on other people yeah you know and yes in theory it's nice to say what I've just said but it's difficult as well to, to execute you know because it needs to be a willingness type of thing you know a willingness type of thing and being real with yourself that um, but in this season in my life, I can't really be there for that person, but that, or that person can willingly say in, in that season in Rhea's life, I can't necessarily be the support structure that she needs, or I can't necessarily be there. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to experience such things. Yeah. I think it takes a huge amount of growth and a huge mm-hmm. amount of emotional intelligence to be able to accept the role that the people play in your life and be okay with it you know mm-hmm. having the friendships that you do have especially in varsity and having the different dynamics that you have with different people like you said certain people are just there for a season and it's okay certain people might be there for much longer and that's fine too life works in in different ways ups and downs and ebbs and flows so you're having the strength and the emotional capacity to know what you need when you need it is so important it's actually mm-hmm. really great that you're able to i guess wrap your mind around um, the people who are here for you when they need to be here for you and how much they're able to, I guess, handle in terms of the situation that you're going through and how much that you're able to want from them, but also understand that maybe they can't provide like 24-7. You get me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It does take yeah. a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. of yourself and knowledge of other people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It takes a lot of um, understanding as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've shared so much about your your journey in varsity and your emotional and physical health and how that's taken over your life, but also how you've managed to or are trying to juggle with um, that whilst having academics as well. So my I guess my question now is, what are some of the coping mechanisms that you've had that have helped you through the journey of varsity and through the ups and downs that you've had to experience? Um, like I said, I think in most of... Um, the elements that I've touched, you know, so far, I have pointed out some of the coping mechanisms mm-hmm. that are important that um, that I I used personally for Rehabetui. And what worked for me was having a spiritual connection. So yeah. whatever 
how or how that looks for you you need to find out that for yourself because we do have different belief systems as individuals we do have different spiritual connections as well so it's very important to have some type of spiritual connection like i said however that looks for you you must find that and draw strength from that so, so that's one of the coping mechanisms that i found to be working another thing is to identify what works for you so what works for you keep keep using that keep using that and keep drawing strength from that and whatever is not working try to revise it although sometimes we get very uncomfortable with revising certain habitual actions that we have but just try and see okay what can i do differently with that mm -hmm. another thing that um i used as a coping mechanism is to lean on my support structures so lean on the support structures whether it's your friends whether it's your family whoever is there to support you in your journey use them use each other to be there and to be present for each other mm -hmm. um another thing that um i learned through coping mechanisms was it's okay to accept um professional help as well it's okay to use it it's it's not a bad thing it does not put you in a compromised position nor are you less of a person so use your psych um your psychologists your psychiatrists the different professionals that are out there to help you through your journey occupational therapists a lot of people don't know about occupational therapists mm -hmm. and that's one of the mix of people who say they take your emotional health into consideration your physical health into consideration your career goals your personal development they take different areas in your life so you need to navigate as to who works for you within these different people or within this a uh, flow of different um professionals you know so it's okay to use those support structures and to reach out another thing that I I've discovered um as a coping mechanism is that there was a one saying a friend of mine was say a long time ago that um therapy is like going shoe shopping you find the shoe that fits and if it doesn't fit you move on to the next one yeah. it was a very difficult concept <laughs> for me because i remember in my journey i needed to change psychotherapists so many times and i'd find myself saying hey is the problem with me am i the problem then you realize no like we we went back to there are different people in your life that are there for a season and for a reason in your life yeah. so going back to psychotherapy just um discover discover the different people who can help you in your journey and in discovering that as well use your friends use your family the people who are there for you just use them as best as you can and as well i think um mental health tools as well are very important so your guided meditations your exercise exercise is very important as well i remember i struggled with that at some point and i still do struggle with it today you know but um having some type of physical activity Mm. is very important because it helps you stay sane in your mind and it helps clear out a few areas of your life so um your physical health maintaining your physical health as well and in my journey in terms of mental health because i'm sure you've realized that i touch a lot of mental health issues mm -hmm. like i said that um 
I'm very passionate about navigating that as well, is that um, in psychotherapy, there's a, there's, a, there's a new type of psychotherapy, I could say. It's new because it's very unfamiliar that I've recently discovered. Um, it's called SFB. So it's solution-focused based therapy. And what they do is that they help you focus on solutions rather than the problems that you have at hand. So when you're given a particular problem, they give you skills to be able to move away from that problem. Because what I found, what we, what I found personally was that when I was walking through the traditional channels of therapy, I was dwelling so much on the problems rather than finding solution. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you have sussed out that I'm very, I like to get to the answers. I like to get to the solution. Mm-hmm. So I found that that type of therapy works for me, um, works for me personally. So if anybody would like to find out about that, um, they can just um, get a hold of me and I can just um, suggest um, someone in that space who can be able to help them explore the different options that are available. Um, yeah, I think that's, those are the, some of the coping mechanisms. And I am not saying um, your traditional um, psychotherapy is not working. It has worked for you to be able to deal with the core of where the problems lie. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So that's where I think the the having to explore the both sides or to be to explore the different options has actually built to the bigger picture for me or helping me walk through this journey of life, if I can say that. So some of those are some of the coping mechanisms I can say someone can just try and implement them in reaching their breakthrough or in getting their breakthrough. That's great. Thank you for all those tips. I think our listeners are really going to enjoy or learn a lot from that and hopefully dabble in some of the things that you mentioned. Okay, Rhea, I just quickly need you to just hold your thoughts, Kim. Okay, so I want to pause for a second to talk to you guys about my sponsor for this episode, Summarize. Summarize is a note-selling and tutoring business that hires top-performing students at the University of Pretoria to create comprehensive, easy-to-understand notes for their subjects. They currently employ over 50 students and have helped thousands of satisfied clients to achieve their academic goals since 2018. They're available to contact on Instagram at summarize underscore official. That's summarize with a Z, so spelled S-U-M-M-A-R. I-Z-E underscore official. For quality and comprehensive notes, reach out to summarize. Oh, thank you so much for all those insights, Ria. This was really incredible. It's my pleasure. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, can you please stay on for a game that we're going to play? Okay. okay. No problem. Okay. So the name of the game is We're Not Really Strangers with a Twist. And how it works is that um, We're Not Really Strangers is a purpose-driven card game and movement all about empowering, empowering meaningful connections. So there are three carefully crafted levels of questions and wild cards that allow you to deepen your existing relationships and create new ones. So we're going to get into every single level and what's going to happen is you're going to ask me a question and then I have to answer and then I'm going to reverse it back to you. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with level one. Level one is perception. 
So under perception, we all make assumptions about each other, but how often do we ever put them to the test? Level one allows you to see what first impression you give off and how well you read others. So um, can you pick a number between three and five um, on what question you would like to ask me? Four. Number four. Okay, so we are going to ask number four. So number four says, make an assumption about me, both players. You make an assumption about me and I have to make an assumption about you. <laughs> Okay, sure. That's yeah, that's you. Yeah, challenging. Yeah, even me, I was like, oh snap. And it's a wild card question. So unexpected question. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to start okay. or should I just start? Um, you can start. Okay, an assumption about you. Um gosh, I had a couple, but they keep on escaping me. Okay, I have one. Okay. So you enjoy exercising, you do it seven times a week. <laughs> no, no, darling. It is, oh, goodness, exercise, physical activity has always been one of those things. Yo, they always got, it's, yeah, no, physical activity has, your exercising <laughs> is one of those areas that I need to be thinking. I need to make sure that I, 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 I've got enough willpower to get me going. Uh, so no, oh, oh, seven oh, times hour that's too hectic. Okay, note to note to girl. Let's hear your assumption about me. Mm, you take things too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you know how incredible that assumption is because can I just tell you almost every single person that I've met who has become like one of my dear dear friends say that the first time that they've met me they were always just so scared to like feel comfortable around me because they thought that I take things too seriously but then once <laughs> they get to know me they see that I'm like a funny person who like um, is very sarcastic likes making jokes and lo loves just doing whatever I want to do to have fun so I've heard that so many times. I think since like early high school. So I don't know what persona it is that I give off, but I give this persona that I'm serious like 24-7 and that's not even true. <laughs> so I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, I'm going to pick number three. And this question says, so do you think that I was popular in school? And explain. Um, I think you were, mm. you were not too popular. You were just one of those popular because you do the right things, if I can say that. Yeah. Popular because I think you were so academic driven. Mm -hmm. That's why I think you were just so popular. You were popular around those realms. So you were popular around academics. You were popular around sports you know what i mean so i think those were the, the the areas so i think it's not too popular like yeah i'm i'm known or whatnot <laughs> yeah not the it girl type of thing it's um she's popular because yeah she's doing she's doing great in her academics or she's doing great in sports you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah i feel like you went to my school because that's literally like that's how i would de define it as well so you know, Spot on. Very, very spot on. <laughs> okay, let's move on to level two. So level two is all about connection. This level digs a bit deeper. A few rarely asked questions, but warning, emotions may arise. 
Okay, so since you're the guest, you can pick a number between seven and nine. Nine. Number nine, okay. So the question that you have chosen for me is, how can I add 1% more happiness to your life? Because you're asking me the question. The question is, how can you add 1% more happiness to my life? I think one um, aspect that you can add, which can add happiness to my life, is sharing more of your story. I don't think uh, that there's a lot of people out there, especially in varsity, who is open about the health, health struggles that they, that they have, so much so that they're willing to share it with the intention of helping somebody else, you know? Um, and knowing that you have seen your struggles, um, it would be, and I think is incredible for you to also have that platform where you're fully enabled to share your health struggles in a manner that can help people to understand. Because I'm sure there's a lot more people, like a lot more people who are going through not only the mental health struggles, but also the physical health struggles that stops them from um, flourishing in varsity. So I think that that would be great to see you and to, for me to witness you go through that journey where you're fully and openly sharing your story and your health struggles and your academics journey with other people. I know I'll definitely find happiness in that. Well, more happiness in that because I know that you're living your purpose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to pick number seven for you. And number seven okay. says... Why do we? Why do you think we mate? I was waiting for this question. <laughs> um, I think I think we met because we needed to let our stories be known to others mm. to make somebody's life a bit easier and to know that they they too can get their breakthrough. I think we met as well so that we are able to come together and be able to shine someone's light as well yeah. um, and be able to just walk through this journey and learn different elements about different people. I think it's about a journey of just holding hands with, you, with each other and just trying to get our narrative out there so that people know that they are able to meet their breakthrough. I think that's the reason why we met. That's beautiful. And for our listeners out there, just to give you a little bit of insight. So I met Rhea probably in 2015. Yeah, I was in first year and we met at um, Goldrip City. <laughs> Funny enough. Yeah, it was, you know, it's a lifetime ago because we were signed Yo. to um, a big, one of the big four accounting firms. And um, because of one of their events, they kind of, they invited us to Goldrip City. I don't remember what it was for, but they invited us to Goldrip City. Oh my God, and then when we I got there... That. Dude, when we got there, we broke up into smaller groups and like me and Rhea really like hit it off in that moment. Yeah. And I remember with me, I was already going through like my hurdle of like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not enjoying this degree. I'm like failing, you know, I was in a maze. And I was just looking at you and I remember asking myself, I wonder if she's also feeling the way I'm feeling. And like, I didn't mm. voice my opinion to you then. Little would I know that we'd meet up again almost two years later in financial sciences. Yeah. But then I kind of feel like Yes, the reasons why we were struggling were different reasons, but then we mm. could have been going through the same struggle at the same time, but we weren't really comfortable enough to voice it then. And now, it almost five years later, this is something that is a part of our story. It's like you've forever you. interwoven into my journey. 
and like it's it's so crazy how life works like that yeah gosh it's one of and it's one of those things where we weren't really meant to meet if i can say it like that it was so unexpected yeah and mm, we just hit it off i remember like you ah. said i remember we city and i was like oh my gosh this lady is such a nice lady yeah. i i want to get and i remember we spoke and we found out that no actually we come from the same varsity Yes. And I remember, like when we met, um, and two years later we worked together. I remember on those assignments, mm-hmm. and I think that's where I got to to see that. Oh my gosh, no, it was purposeful in how we yes. cross paths and in where we are today. Because I'm looking at it and I'm saying, hey, it's actually five years later, mm-hmm. and here we are sharing our story, mm-hmm. um, and just putting it out there so that it just helps even if it's just one person exactly. then it just makes a difference and i think i'm very grateful that um we cross paths and here we are today just trying to make a difference in someone's life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so life can be very crazy that way and it's actually really beautiful yeah. <laughs> okay moving on to level three uh so level three is all about reflection time to reflect questions that are asked on past experiences okay so pick a card between 11 and 13 13 13 okay let's see what 13 is this is the question that you've chosen for me the question says what are you proudest of me for so it means what am i proudest of you for I think it's a little bit in um, what I mentioned in level two, which is uh, your ability to share your story so openly and so bravely, um, knowing that your story is uh, not, it is, it's a unique one in that not a lot of people are comfortable enough to share it, but then it, it's also really profound in that not a lot of people are able to talk about it, but it's actually really incredible that you are taking this almost first step to help those people who are fighting this inner demons day in and day out and mostly doing it on their own. So I think that's one of the things that I'm really proudest of you for, that you continuously, despite your health struggles, your mental health and your physical health struggles, you're still fighting the good fight. You're still going back to school. You're still being consistent in your academics. You're still fighting to get your degree. And now you newfound passion in tunnel auditing. Like I'm really excited to sit back and watch you get to that place where you've fully found yourself you're in your internal auditing journey and um just watching you go through the steps to get there is really for me a proud moment for you thank you thank you sure thing girl Uh, i'm gonna pick number 12 for you and the question for number 12 says what's something we should celebrate together um i think something we should celebrate together is that through the adversities that we have went through, we're still able to come out victorious and say, we're still taking, we still have that strength to continue with our journey. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something we should celebrate together and say, here we are, young women, standing up for our lives, putting our foot, best foot forward and showing up. Um, lockdown, you know, <laughs> has us down in our own homes yes. but we should celebrate together in our different spaces in which we are in yeah yeah i think the courage to just keep on going is something i think we should celebrate together and say kudos big up girls um keep on 
pushing and keep on wanting great things for yourself and just celebrate together the ability to dream and to know that there is hope for the future. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I can't wait to celebrate all those um, milestones. Yeah. <laughs> and when we're physically able to get out and do that. <laughs> like, definitely do that. All right, doll. Thank you so much for playing the game. And thank you so much for being on the episode. And just for being yeah. such a great guest, I actually want to offer you a gift. So. <laughs> Yeah, so the gift comes from uh, Summarize. So just a little bit about Summarize. Summarize is a note-selling and tutoring business that hires top students uh, to create comprehensive and easy notes. And just for being a guest on the podcast today, Summarize is going to hook you up with some free notes for your modules for a month. Ah, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's heart. <laughs> and so thankful that it is going to you know, just push me one step closer to where I want to get to, you know, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And thank you. Thank you very much uh, for featuring me and for just collaborating in letting my story um, go be out there so that it inspires somebody because we do need something that's constant that we can hear that somebody has reached their breakthrough and they're still going through the journey of life and are still willing to keep on pushing you mm, know so yeah. I'm, I'm quite grateful and yeah this breakthrough session was it was amazing it yeah I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart I think in conclusion of everything that I've said I want to leave our listeners um with this own your narrative because you are and you matter so mm-hmm. basically it's that own your narrative because I am and I matter constantly constantly say that to yourself and repeat it until you believe it because it's about believing it from the deepest core of your being so that it helps you to fight through and to pull through adversity Oh, thank you so much, girl. Um, so before we sign off, uh, do you have any social media that you'd like to share with our listeners so they can get in touch with you? Uh, my uh, handle is on Facebook. I am Rhea Betsuisiletisha. On Twitter, at Rhea underscore Siletisha. Instagram, Rhea Betsuisiletisha. And please do reach out if you want to hear more of my story or you want us to just work together and walk through this journey of life together. You can just reach me out there on my on those social platforms. Great. Thank you so much, Rhea. I'm sure our listeners will reach out. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned some great insights and lessons that you can apply to your life. Please subscribe to this podcast, rate and review this episode and do follow the Breakthrough Projects on Instagram and Facebook. For any queries or potential topic requests, please send me an email on queries.breakthrough at gmail.com or feel free to hit me up on my socials and I'll be sure to get back to you swiftly. Thank you once again. Until next time. This is Rifilwe signing out. Goodbye for now.